0: I'm John Leonetti, your host. There are few people on this planet that inspire me more in my faith than religious sisters. Over the years of traveling and speaking, I've met many, even knocking on convent doors to thank them for their prayers and their vocation. And yes, when I see one in the airport, I do stop them, smile and ask them for their prayers. The joy that exudes from these women is something I want and want for the whole church. And many orders are growing faster faster then they can build. The other day, I got to interview one of my favorite sisters, Sister Joseph Andrew of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, talking about her growing order. And no, this is not a repeat interview. This is part two of what was a very popular podcast months ago with her. Let's go right to it. Here she is, Sister Joseph Andrew. One of my favorite guests of all time, and if you listen, you know I don't say that very often. Sister Joseph
1: Andrew, she's the
0: vocation director of the Dominican yes. Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist.
1: Hi, sister. Hi, John. And listen, I'm drinking coffee and smiling the entire time I'm talking to you. I love
0: it. Well, I'll tell you, we we had so much fun in our first interview. We can't top it. So that we're just not going to be able to. I put it up on my podcast. I think it's my most heavily listened to podcast so far. Oh,
1: you are so sweet. I'm serious. I, I think it is.
0: There are... Hundreds. I think we might have even eclipsed a thousand uh, that have listened to oh, it.
1: Oh, how exciting! Yes. Look what you are doing for God in this world. We're having God. some
0: fun, I'll tell you, Sister. Uh, you <laughs> you have over a million over a million followers on Facebook. The, the Dominican Sisters of we Mary do. Mother of the Eucharist do. <laughs> okay.
1: How did you How did you guys get so many? Do you know, John? The Holy Spirit has to do it because all we do. I kind of use it like a great big, you know, billboard that I just put up things about the church and about what my community is doing and everything. It's very simple, but I think it just shows the hunger in the heart of everyone for God. Because it's very simple. But we put up a lot of current events in the church or things the Holy Father is saying or important things in the world that are happening. And then a lot of things about the church we put up the daily scripture readings and meditations and then things that the sisters are into. So they get a glimpse inside a very thriving community which gives everybody hope that, you know, these young women are entering the community by the droves. How hopeful is that? The world is doing fine if we just keep letting God do his thing, you know?
0: You uh, Last time you were on, you talked about your family and where your vocation came from. And uh, yes. it sounded like an incredible mom and dad. You prayed in the home, all of that.
1: Truly. Uh, and that's yes.
0: that's the secret to a vocation. I mean, I just, uh, we, we uh-huh. say this constantly. Father Andrew, you've said it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to know, what's the key to attracting so many people to a particular religious order? Because you have so many vocations, so many women that want to be a—I a, mean, a Dominican sister, a Mary Mother of the Eucharist. What's the key to that?
1: You know, John, I think it's as simple as get out of the way and let God do it. But in the meantime, work like crazy to just get the word out, to sow the seeds, and then trust that God will bring the harvest young people want authenticity they want someone to believe in them that they are capable of a life of sacrifice it's so you know um it's made so easy by so many people when in reality if we don't live the sorrowful mysteries as well as the joyful we're never going to get to the glorious but somehow they just don't want that message but young people want it they're like this is this is real And I do believe that God is giving priestly and religious vocations, as well as very good, solid, married vocations, etc., to the church, to build up the church. God promised to be with us to the end of the world. So this isn't anything earth-shaking. What's, I suppose, beautiful is the fact that my community works very hard at just getting the Word out and then... No matter what the vocation is, it lifts us all up closer to the heart of Christ and and the heart of the, the immaculate heart of Mary in this hundred years of Fatima. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When women come to uh, your religious order to visit, what's a what's a day like for them? What do you what do you do?
1: You know what we actually do is we have three vocation discernments, and that's all the vocation. They just have to discern God's will for them. That's all they need to quote worry and pray about. Hmm. Actually. And so they're 24 hours. They have to bring their sleeping bag because they sleep on the floor in the gym. Wow. And our school, because there's no room in the motherhouse, has (laughs) jam-packed. And so they bring their sleeping bag 24 hours, but it's all-night Eucharistic adoration, and they just open themselves up. These really work. We can get, I have to cut it at 180. There's no more floor space for sleeping bags. Seriously. It's just unbelievable. I know, Um, and they come from literally all over the world. Obviously, the vast majority from the U.S., second would be Canada, but from Europe, we just got our first vocation, a girl entering from Australia. So you
0: you bring them there, and just 24 hours, they sit in front of the Lord?
1: Well, they don't sit in front of the Lord the entire time, but they do during the night. It's nighttime eucharistic adoration, and they just love it. Some have made five and six retreats. They're like, I can't seem to get away from myself and all my distractions except there. I'm just—I'm coming back. I just i just need that time. And with so many other young women their age and, you know, around their age that are so open, it's like it's just like they've fallen into so many graces, and, and they want it, and they're open. And they're really not afraid. You know, John Paul II said, be not afraid. They're not afraid. In our 20 years as a community, we have had, Probably 6,000 make these retreats, and they've helped them discern their vocation, whether it's married life, if it's religious vocation, which community, because God calls to a particular community. It's kind of like a family. He doesn't just call to religious life, you know. I mean, it's a specific call by God's grace, which spirituality, which family is going to fit you and call you into your greatest holiness, you you know? know,
0: This is is just so... uh so simple when it comes down to it you know we try to it overcomplicate is. things so much and right let me give you an example sister because this is what i think uh-huh. you're doing in some ways i, I did a um, I was speaking at a parish and there was a uh, a priest there who was an exorcist and he is uh-huh. you know, was telling me story after story of different encounters that that of course has, has happened without sharing any names or any specific details but he oh, said sure, you know sure, he sure. says you know the secret to this he said he said the secret is plug them into the life of the church don't, and you know, you, you think this is the just some amazing thing, you know, you see the movies and all that kind of stuff. He says, when people, <laughs> when people are struggling so deeply uh, with this, then the cases that he takes first and foremost, plug them into the life of the church, confession, Eucharist, uh, you know, all, all the different things. And this is what you do with these, so with these true. sisters. You just keep it. So you so go back true. to the basics.
1: Yeah. And we do, we're blessed with daily Eucharistic adoration, and that's where the, the woman has to find her spousal union with Christ, you know? And John, another thing, we just published a book, it's yes. brand new, and it's And Mary's Yes Continues, and this is about religious vocations, because if a young woman, or even a priest, or particularly the parents, where can I read something? There is not much out there, so we said our community is going to put this out there, so um, it's it's just a beautiful book, and Mary's just continues, and they can get it on our website at
0: org. What do you say to moms and dads that wouldn't, maybe are supportive of other women going and becoming religious sisters, but not, not my daughter?
1: <laughs> I'm sure that's say, never you in, happened.
0: You've you never experienced it.
1: And, uh, you go in prayer. And you fight with God over there over that, and see who wins <laughs> see who is honest and see who is hiding something. oh, I you love know, for that ulterior motives and let's have an honesty check with God himself, so if they get mad at me, you're pulling my daughter, I'm like, don't fight me, honey, you go complain to God, oh man, it's his work that's I'm just in the
0: instrument that's it and that gave me the goosebumps, <laughs> sister. that's fascinating. <laughs> So you've had those encounters before, and, and that's
1: what you say. Oh, my goodness. Lots and lots and lots. So I've just kind of come to expect them. And honestly, these parents love their children. They just love them a bit too selfishly. Mm. And the other problem mm. is they don't understand religious life. That's why I'm going to hand them this book and say, read this, and then if you want to discuss further, because they're going to say, oh, my gosh, it's beautiful. I had no idea. I've never seen sisters. I've never been in contact I didn't know it was like this. Mm -hmm. I can see my daughter maybe doing this. And then the question will be, does she have to do it now? And I'm like, again, that's God's plan. He calls who, when, where, and how. What's a typical
0: life uh, like in the convent where you are for your sisters?
1: Basically, we have a lot of prayer life. Now, I could go into the, the times, but I would say every day we have a good, at least probably over three hours of common prayer. Wow. And then we have private prayer, you know, and that's more left up to the individual, obviously. Our sisters in the apostolate run out right after about a 10-minute breakfast to get to the schools, and we teach all day long. And that's that's, that's a real gift today. Do you know that, John, uh, today less than 2% of teachers in Catholic schools are sisters?
0: Wow. And what did Less that used to be? I mean, what was it? Ninety-eight percent before it was flipped.
1: Oh, it was—it oh. was probably ninety and above. Yeah, you wow. could be right. Uh huh. Unbelievable. So, I mean, but this is this is really, but this is where it's at. Get the young people and mold them through love and truth, and get them to know their dignity and to love God. We have an education and virtue program that we put in in all our schools, and it's going like wildfire across the United States. Huh. And it's teaching young people the virtues so when they come in our schools and they've gotten in trouble so the the principal sister john Dominic, put this out and mainly she's the one who organized community to write it and she will say okay what did you do wrong and they won't necessarily say oh i fought or i threw this i abused the virtue of or i fell into you know And then she'll say, okay, now tell me the saints you need to pray to and imitate. And they they rattle them off because it's all in this virtue program. And so we don't give out demerits or whatever. The the children examine their conscience by the virtues, which is very Dominican, but it belongs to the Universal Church. I was going to say this. it's,
0: It's an examination of conscience. You're teaching these kids.
1: It is. We are teaching them responsibility to examine your conscience and to stand before God and say, I did this and I didn't do that. And thank you for your graces to keep me as good as I am, and please, please keep them coming because I'm weak. Now, how more beautiful is that?
0: It's just unbelievable, sister. Sister Joseph Andrew yeah. is my guest. Father Andrew has a question for sister. Yes, sister. Thanks oh, so much. Father Andrew, I yes. love your
1: name. Well, well, isn't thank that you. Great? Yes,
0: yes, I, I appreciate yours as well. So um, <laughs> this is this is uh, as we've kind of alluded to already. This is how you do it. Back to the you, basics. You
1: live the good, the yeah. true, and uh-huh. the beautiful,
0: and you're not exactly. afraid to live it. Publicly, uh, as well as privately, uh, and that's what oh, sad, uh, draws Father. people in. God is good. Father, you're at a loss for words. I am when holiness <laughs> when holiness is presented for us uh, before us like this. If it's just something else, and I, I, sister, I don't, you know, I I have said it so many times. I I think I could just put it on repeat. Deacon Tony back there could just keep pushing the button, and that is Aww. this: sisters are the backbone of the church. You know, I mean, the prayers. Aww. The life uh, of the church that are religious sisters, and that hasn't gone away. A lot of people think it has. A lot of people. Where are all the religious sisters? There are vocations that are out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you know, are. I don't,
1: spiritual moms are essential for the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mary. Uh,
0: Saint John Vianney said, "One in ten men are called to the priesthood." Uh, I I don't know. Maybe. Do you think there's more vocations out there than maybe what are coming right now to the religious life?
1: Oh, listen, John. There are vocations across the board, and there are people, young people, who are not being challenged, and I think if they were honest, they would say, no adult who I respect has ever looked at me like they respect me or see greatness in me, so I've not learned that God could ask greatness of me. Mm. I honestly think we're not calling them to greatness, to the hero inside all of us. Why did God create us to become saints? When we call that forth, whatever is the God-given vocation, they run for it. They want it. And they are so free from themselves and from so many anxieties. And there's a supernatural joy that just bubbles forth. Yeah. How do I get you to Des
0: Moines? (laughs) I was going to call you after this and have the conversation with you, but I want to ask you now. I'll just ask you over the radio. How do we get Sister Joseph Andrew to Des Moines?
1: Just never know. I would love for my sisters to be there. I've been there several times, talking at Dowling High School, and I love it. No, no, I you mean you specifically. Come you come in
0: here to give a talk. Oh, <laughs> do you ever? Do you ever get out?
1: Well, I do travel and give vocation talks. Yeah, all over the place. Well,
0: I'll pay your way, and I'm going to try and uh, figure something out within the next year or two. I want you coming here to do it. Do it. Do it. Get
1: on my calendar fast. I'm going to do it. I I know. I love it, it. John. You know I would love it. I know
0: you would. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. I will stay. I will stay true to my word on that. Sister Joseph Andrew, vocation director for the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. Uh, I can't wait till you come to Des Moines. I'll get you. Okay. All right. Good Lord. Uh, in here take care of yourself so there you have it friends i have so much to learn these sisters are a reminder of that but also as i said in the beginning an inspiration for all of us to live the joy that god calls us to live every day it's the only way we're going to change hearts thanks again to sister joseph andrew my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on your Facebook or Twitter, inviting them to take part in the show. Visit yourcatholiclifepodcast.com for more. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Minetti. signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love.